Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah! There Mike T, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Hour number two, Barton Han. Mike T, go get one of these general manager jobs so I can be a linebacker coach, son. <laughs> Bart, Bart spitting Bart. <laughs> but pay me again. He is. All right, Mike. Mike Time, I'm joining us as he does each Wednesday at this time. Mike, um, well, let me get the business together. out of the way first. It's the Mike Tannenbaum Report, of course, brought to you by Sansone Automall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles. One place, Sansone Automall in Woodbridge. Mike, uh, you have kids. Have you seen the Shrek movies? Uh, I do. They're a little bit older, so I've not seen the Shrek movies. Okay. <laughs> well, then I, the reference you're, you're going to miss then. So in Shrek, <laughs> in the movie, that he has the, the ogre has a... Partner in crime. Paid by Seth Myers? Uh Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. Okay. And the the donkey is his sidekick, and that's Eddie Murphy's character. And Bart is pretty much donkey. And so if you ever <laughs> get a chance ass. to see them, you are the, not. It's not, an the, ass. it's not the last time I've been called an <laughs> ass. Mike's called me an ass a couple of times. Why he dropped the why he dropped the and receiver this, in his own coverage? He's an ass. This is donkey. Like, this is essentially what Donkey does throughout the entire movie. Anyways, all right, so you didn't see it, so you don't get the reference. So let's just get into the news of the day, shall <laughs> we? Um, I, I read a very interesting column by Paul Schwartz in the New York Post that basically is saying that Brian Dayball, while, like, you know, they're sticking with him, there's a lot of changes to his his coaching staff. But the point is, is that he does need to himself look in the mirror and evolve and and work on some things about him as a CEO, that, you know, because you're going into a year where you you've got to make sure about him. How much of that do you think is going to be a factor for for him going forward? Like, how much are you watching him and how he relates to everybody else now going forward after what clearly was a disconnect with him and the rest of his coaching staff? Yeah, well, first of all, you don't know it's the rest of the staff. And what I would say, guys, is. You know, Coach Parcells has a great expression that applies in this situation, which is, you know, winning is a great deodorant. It covers up everything that stinks. Yep. And if they go 15-2 and two next year and Brian Dayball isn't well-liked, he'll get a massive extension. And if they go 2-15 and 15 and he is the most popular guy in East Rutherford, he's going to get fired. So, you know, let's just start with that. So it's about effective leadership. I know Brian well. I've worked with Brian. I will say, like, there is no tougher critic of Brian Dayball than Brian Dayball. Now, that may not show up until August or whenever, but I'm sure he's going to have some, like, honest, sober conversations and, like, really self-evaluate. And and I got to tell you, like, I was the GM of the Jets at 35. Like, you know, it's stunning. I look back now 20 years, like, how much more I know today than I know then than I knew then. And we had success early on. And I think that allowed me to mask some of the mistakes I made. Um, but these are jobs that do require self-reflection. They do require holding yourself accountable. Um, but I know Brian, and there's no doubt in my mind, guys, that he will reflect and come back better than ever. So how does he build a staff? And what type of conversations do you think is needed to have between him and Joe Shane and him and the impending um, coordinators that come in, right? Because I'm sure Joe Shane is going to have to try and give Brian Dayball a vote of confidence that he's here for the long haul because I'll be getting nervous if I'm coming in and I have a coach that job is on the line next year. 
So what type of conversations need to be had, one with Joe Shane and Dayball, but also Joe Shane and Dayball together with the impending uh, um, coordinators coming in? Because they took a step back this year, and we kind of thought it was going to be a market correction. But next year, the, the mandate to win, especially with, when you see what happened in Dallas and you see what happened in Philadelphia, this division should be wide open if you you know hit it out of the park. Yeah, I, I would say a couple of things here, Bart. You know, actions speak louder than words. So, you know, if it's defensive coordinator X and they can choose between the Giants and someplace else, the Giants may have to give a three-year guaranteed deal, which would signal that there's stability and security here. So, you know, actions will speak louder than words. We'll see the length of that contract. And then, you know, to me from there, it's like, hey, if I'm Brian Dayball and I'm talking to, you know, who, whoever it may be who's available as a defensive coordinator, like, look, you know, I'm going to year three. I'm a much better head coach today than I was, you know, two years ago. And, you know, you're going to benefit from my experience. So, Mike, there's a lot of brand name head coaches out there right now. I mean, Harbaugh is supposedly going to talk to Atlanta. Atlanta wants to talk to him. And the Chargers have already said that they want to talk with him, right? So you have that. Bill Belichick, obviously, out there. And already Atlanta, you know, they have talked with him. Um, if you – and then Mike Vrabel, you know, I, we can go on with a couple other names, but if you're in charge of either one of these New York teams, is there a part of you that's wondering, like, should we? Like, should should we think about it? Or do you just stand pat like both these teams are doing? What would you be thinking at least when talking to your owner about this situation when you see some of the names coaching-wise that are available? Yeah, Alan, it's a great question. When you're running an organization, guys, you're constantly saying – Here's what we have at this position or coach. Here's, you know, our options. And to go a little like off topic, but very relatable to this, I think if we went back a year today and said to those teams that needed a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, because here's a guy that's going to be the MVP of the NFL again, is in the prime of his career and is not the best player in the sport, certainly in the top five. And now to think back and say, like, wow, I could have had him for two first-round picks. Hmm. Like, I bet you there's at least a half a dozen teams that say, like, I wish I could have that decision back. Now you fast-forward to your question, now and say, like, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh. Those guys are really, really good coaches. And are they better than the coach I have? You know, and that's something you constantly have to ask yourself. Like, if Robert Salas compared to those guys, if I'm the Jets, that's the conversation I'm bringing to the owner. And you just have to look at it in a very honest and sober way. Like, what is best for us? What is best for us for the next five years? And make the best decision. Um, obviously, we know what's going on with you know Aaron Rodgers and the unique situation there. But I can't let one player ever determine what is best for us. And that's why optionality is really important. So uh, tell me this then, right? Uh we're assuming that maybe these conversations are being had by teams that still have head coaches. Why not uh, Chicago? When you think about the unique situation they have where they can start over with a young quarterback, understanding that you have a general manager that has done a great job in acquiring assets and draft picks, and you still have an asset which you can trade or um, trade or, or move down to get more assets. Do you think those conversations are being had in Chicago? you think that Everflus is um, secure and safe 100%? Uh, 
Yeah, well, they said that. And, Bart, it's a totally fair point. You know, again, if you're not one of the last eight teams, you're probably having that conversation in your building. Like, here's who our head coach is. It could be Jonathan Gannon, right? It literally could be any of the other 24 teams and saying, you know, Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Hey, are we better off with Mike Vrabel? Are we better off with Bill Belichick? You know, and those are things you got to look at. And, again, going back, like, this is an exercise you should be doing on a daily basis, right? We have – Derek Carr at quarterback, are we better off with Lamar Jackson and paying Lamar, whatever the number is, 50, 55 million a year, not having a first round pick for the next two years? Like, what will our team look like? Or are we better off with Derek Carr and two first round picks? And again, I'm not saying multiple teams would have put an offer on, you know, a franchise player, but I got to think there's been, there would be a couple who are drafting late in the first round that are probably looking back and saying, like, wow, I'd rather have. Mm Uh, Lamar Jackson than Michael Penix or Lamar Jackson over J.J. McCarthy, right? Like, those are some of the things that, you know, teams are going to – and the good ones, the good organizations are going to say, like, how can we have better rigor in our process so our decision-making yields the best decision for us in an unemotional, honest, and sober way? And, you know, that's what you have to do. Are we nervous that we haven't heard from – Jerry Jones, should we be real nervous? Or Mike McCarthy be real it's nervous? It's Mike McCarthy who should be that, nervous. That, that, yeah. we, that we haven't heard uh, from Jerry Jones. It's like when somebody's so mad that they can't even talk yet. You know what I mean? Should we be well, – uh, Yeah. You know, Bart, on that one, like that one's much more complicated for me, and here's why. I'll give you pros and cons. On the pros, this guy's won 36 regular season games. If the three of us were having a conversation Amazing. three years from now, I, prom- I promise you – the list of people that won 36 regular season games is going to be a short list. That is hard to do. The other thing, if you want to give McCarthy uh, the benefit of the doubt, is he said, I'm putting my chips in the middle of the table. I can make this offense a lot better. I'm going to fire Kellen Moore, and we're going to get a much better attack Prescott. And that's exactly what happened in the regular season. By any metric, by any standard, he played much better. Now, on the other end, like the reason I, I, I was so furious with him, a good high school coach would have known – on second down at the end of that Detroit Lions game, you run the ball. The Detroit Lions would have had the ball back mm, yeah. under 40 seconds and a touchdown with no timeouts. Like, that's inexcusable. And if I'm Jerry Jones today, I'm saying to him, Mike, when was the last time somebody on your staff changed your mind? Because you're a play caller, you're the head coach, and there's no check and balance because a good Pop Warner coach, a good high school yeah. coach, certainly in college, and if you're one of the 32 best on the planet, that's an inexcusable mistake. It should have cost us a game. That was that crazy reporting situation on a two-point play, but it shouldn't have come to that. So that's where those are the questions I'm having. But I don't think you could just throw him out and say, like, well, he was bad in the playoffs. Because if you look at it, again, objectively, 36 wins, I'm telling you guys, like, that's hard to no, it's do amazing. in it's amazing. years. Yeah, and – I think it's a harder decision than people realize. But, you got talent. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. But I'll tell you what, it's never happened before in NFL history where a team has won, what, what 12 games at least in three straight years and never reached the conference final. And when you are in the conference championship, when you are at the point where the where Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are, I kind of think you're being judged more less on what the regular season looks like and more on what January and February look like, and they can't get to February. So I, I kind of feel like yep. that's that's the reason why this feels a little more heightened than anywhere else. If he's anywhere else, I kind of feel like you're you're right that the success year after year, you just kind of live with it and just keep building. Yeah. 
But there's a different timeline in Dallas. It's going from good to great, right? It, and we saw it happen. And maybe with, he can't get yeah, them to that's, great. That's what I'm saying. We saw it happen with Tampa Bay. And they needed John Gruden because Tony Dungy couldn't get him over the hump. Okay. Right? So we saw, we saw, we've seen it in, 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 in a lot of different industries. And you have to ask yourself, you know, when Dan Quinn takes a head coaching job, then what type of team do I have? One, how do I upgrade the coordinator spot there? Because I can't have a fall off. I need this defense to get better. And I'm going to have limited resources when I consider how many guys I have to pay. And that brings me to another question. Should you tell have a real conversation with Dak Prescott, and I know it's not in his makeup, to do the Tom Brady thing and leave money so we can plug some of these holes? Because if he takes $60 million, it's going to be more holes in this, in this, in this Cowboys mm-hmm. offense than, than Tom and Jerry Swiss cheese that they be chasing each other for. Yeah, no, that's a really fair point. And I think, you know, candidly, Bart, you bring up a really interesting question, which is if we were running a football team today, look, Patrick Mahomes, he's never leaving the building. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, like those are no-brainers. But when you start thinking about the middle class, and this is where – and I said, I was first guessing. I wasn't second guessing on Daniel Jones. But when you get into Daniel Jones and you get into Kirk Cousins – and those guys are making $40 million a year, yeah. would you rather have Gardner Minshew at $10 million, or would you rather have – I would rather have Gardner Minshew at $30 million to improve my team than Daniel Jones. Yeah. And that's the reality of, like, these B quarterbacks where there are cars in that group. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in that B area. And Dak Prescott, to me, I would say to him, like, if you want C.D. Lamb and you want Micah Parsons – And Cook. If we sign – all. Yeah, and, and, and if we sign all these guys to market deals, like when you're getting blasted because the left guard, or, you know, or like the right guard, because we're cutting Zach Martin, like let's just remember this conversation. Like, or if you're Tom Brady and you win seven championships, you're going to make more money the rest of your life because everybody's going to want to have you, you know, affiliated with their company. So it's a totally fair. And what I used to do with players. Obviously, Alan, very unsuccessfully when I negotiate with Bart. But what I used to do <laughs> is just tell you know the players that, hey, look, like here's what we're going to do, here's what we can't do, and I was always very transparent. Like the cap is the cap, and by the way, every team also has like a cash budget. So I never use the verb spend. I always use the verb allocate. Like how do we want to allocate the funds? Right. And I and I think you're making a very fair point. Like here's where we are, Dak. Like we got great players, and the more that you take. It's just math, like yeah. Who you going to cut? Graduate. Like, who you want to cut? Yeah, you want Tyron Smith out yeah, of here? And, who you want? Who you want going? And, and here's a good example for the audience, like Patrick Mahomes. Like everyone knows he has to be there. But you you want to know why Tyreek Hill graduated? Yeah, they paid Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, uh, Orlando Brown, Brown. Orlando Brown Jr. Yep. And now yeah, probably and Chris Jones this year. No doubt. And so you know those are things that hey Patrick, if you take ten million dollars left. We could keep Chris Jones. We could keep, you know, Orlando Brown and go, go, you know, do another State Farm commercial. Like, you could go find that money someplace else. And <laughs> that's just part of the reality. Look, in two years when Brock Purdy wants his contract, yeah. you don't think half of those 49ers are going to graduate? That's like, right. Kyle Shanahan's obviously a great Brandon coach, Ayuk might be out. But they're also 1,000% he will be out. 
Chase Young, they got to pay but, him. And you him think a about it, right? It's how much do you value winning versus how much do you value just making sure that you get the highest salary? He's already got which it your union is going to put. But I'm saying you're torn between your no. team asking you one thing and the no. union telling you another. Tom Brady did it. Yeah, yeah but again, it's Aaron Tom Rod- Brady. Aaron Rodgers gave back just thirty million dollars. Right? Yeah. It's, this That's is, the this high is, end guys though, Dak, that are making money off the field. This is Dak's third. He making Mark. triple down. And he's just selling his yogurt. And well, that's Dak now. That's, and sleep number. Uh, you mentioned Brock Purdy is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But when you're talking about Dak, yes, you first of all you play for the Cowboys, so we all know in Dallas, it, it, you know, like you're gonna you're gonna do pretty well off the field. It, it really doesn't matter. But Mike, let, let me ask you about another NFC East team, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're Howie Roseman, if you are if if you are Jeffrey Lurie, if you are if you are any any fan in Philadelphia, we all know how they feel. But are you making a change with Nick Sirianni? Because, like we said, he can get you so far. Or are you sticking with him? Yeah, this is a really easy one for me. Come on, guys. He's been in the playoffs three years in a row and just took a team to a Super Bowl. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, give me the coach, including Bill Belichick, including Mike Grable, even Mike Tomlin. If we fire Nick Sirianni, tell me the coach that's going to come in and match that. Like, there's nothing to talk about on this one. Like, that's insane to me. I like, like Vrabel. Do they have yeah, to, I was going to say, why not bring in Mike Vrabel then? <laughs> so, so, so you're telling me Mike Vrabel is going to, in the next three years, take the Eagles to the playoffs every year and at least once to the Super Bowl? But what I saw was him, that, but, but they, they melted when he lost down. His, when he lost his coordinators, he had no answers. And their young guys have not reached, like they have not gotten better. They were 10-1 this year? Like, that, that's you, if you want to blast them for... Their finish, you got to give them credit for the the ten and one start. Like, and do they have to do better? Absolutely, but you, you got to be fair so, and so, look at the whole body of work. So, do, so do you give him a, you give him another year and say, okay, fix it. Show us, show us that it wasn't about your coordinators because coordinators you get better ma- coordinators. Co- coordinators matter in this league, and um, lost he lost two of them, of them and, mm-hmm. and it proved that you know they were the ones that was you know elevating the the, the play on the te- on the team. Because you know Jalen Carter, we thought he was going to reset the market as far as defensive tackles. The the reason that they had no answers for being blitzed by Todd Bowles, yep. And the, and, and the issue is they're going to graduate three of their three wise men. Ready to think about Graham Cox and Kelsey. Those aren't pieces that you can replace. And I think that credit card bill is still due for them. And eventually they're going to have to try and figure out what they're going to do with Devontae Smith because you're paying AJ Brown so much. And this is what I was talking about. Like and people criticize Cam Newton. And Cam Newton it was saying everything I was saying. I think that Jalen Hurts is just as much a, a product of his environment as Brock Purdy. I think that he's more closer to Kirk Cousins than he is to Lamar Jackson and and Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes and maybe C.J. Stroud is approaching that in a couple of years. But we'll see what happens when they lose their offensive coordinator to a head coaching job and then – he has to 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 play, and now t- people are prepared for him. But I think Jalen Hurts has always been closer to Brock Purdy and Jared Goff and those guys than he is to the elite elite. I only think it's like five or six um, elite Joe Burrow type of quarterbacks in the league, and sometimes we're paying these guys like them when they ain't them. But are you asking me or telling me? I love your form of journalism. I'm not sure how I should respond. This is this is like Draymond Green says. This is like Draymond Green says. This is this is the new this is the new age of uh, media. Yeah, this is the new media. New, I'll tell media. you what I think, and I'll let you react to it. You Mike. just nod, you just nod your head. You didn't know right. that. You didn't know that. That's how the guest thing works now. 
<laughs> Absolutely. No, but Bart, I disagree in part for this. Like, don't you have to give Nick Sirianni credit to get Jalen Hurts to play as well as he has? Well, I wonder if that's him or his coordinator. You know, when he had Frank Wright and all those good, great coaches, is is it was a little less on his plate. But yeah, we have to give him credit because at the end of the day, if we're going to give him the blame, we have to give him the credit. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying they were ten and one. Like we can't, we can't just forget about that. So well, that, that one was cool. the Jets, so that's like losing five. <laughs> that was one that that should have probably set off the alarm bells all right mike we'll spare you anything more here today always good to talk to you though thanks so much all come the on best. mike i got more question answers no, he needs to see shrek though because then he'll really understand <laughs> you he'll really understand watch just watch the movie shrek by next week and then next week when you come on you're going to say to me now i get it alan now i get it trust me you will thanks all right. mike all right, all right. see you guys that's the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall, and tell them Bart Scott sent you, and they take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. Coming up on Audio Files, when Kyle Shanahan started preparing for the Packers. You might be surprised at that. And also, you think the uh, Bucks are ready for the weather in Detroit? That question was asked of Todd Bowles. <laughs> it was. And Jason Kelsey says, hang on a second. I never said I was retiring. Oh, what is going good. on there? Stop trolling. Lots to get to. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The Giants are on to the rebuilding of their coaching staff this offseason. Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said that there's still questions, though, with the Brian Dable drama. There has to be blame that goes on Dable, and this is a huge offseason for the Giants. I mean, you tell me, I'm so close to it. How worried should, in your opinion, the Giants fan be that there's there's a mess brewing here at, at Giants Stadium? I would be a little concerned. Yeah, I think so. I would be. And I told you yesterday, like, uh, my other big concern is, like, the, the reason why the players stand behind or stood behind Brian Dable can't be because, the only reason can't be because he's easy on them. Like, they have a light training camp. Last three weeks of the season, we're all walkthroughs. Right. And that's why we support them, because it's easy. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew, or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So, Bart, the Mets have um, officially announced, so they're going to retire Doc Gooden's number 16 and Daryl Strawberry's number 18 this season, this coming season. So, Doc, it will be uh, April 14th. It's <laughs> got, a Sunday. They got to do something to try and get people interested in, in April, Mets. right? Yeah, a Sunday in April, all right, for Doc. And then it'll be in June for Daryl. Uh, and that's a Saturday game, June 1st. So. 16 and 18 being officially retired by the Mets, which is, you know. Man, I'm, gl- I'm glad they started doing that now, you know, ever, ever since Tom Seaver, you know what I mean? Because they, they were a little slow in honoring their stars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's the previous now. I mean, the current owner, Steve Cohen, is, is a lot more of a fan with a lot more of the fan connection and the history and care, right? And so that's a good thing to see. So good for those guys and uh, good for Mets fans. It should be a fun time. All right, you know what time it is, Bart. It's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. All right. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I had some phlegm in my throat. I don't think so. Then again, you and I, you and I shop at different stores. To risk it all? Like I said, Five? You, you didn't know it was a risk. Five to risk it all. You probably you probably didn't know it was a risk. Is all I'm saying. Okay. You probably didn't know. You probably thought it wasn't a risk, right? Probably. Probably. Mm. All right. Can we get into the matters at hand, please? Let's do it. Um. So, <laughs> stop showing me that stuff. Just so you know, Bart just goes randomly on Insta- on on uh, Google and all that stuff and starts just showing me things that you shouldn't be showing me. Yeah. No. Nobody needs to know, Tom. That that's also on. My account, so let's uh, not do that. Oh, that's right. Oh no, it's You're not. Using it's, Dino's. It's, it's not like that. Yes, it is. No, it is. Very much is. Now, yeah, now he's showing you something incredibly benign, but it is not. Just Ray, you're gonna have to. Uh, what do you, what do they what do you do? Delete history or something? Like no. just you're gonna have to do something like that. No, this is just about the NFL Network scandal. Uh huh. Yeah. Couple your, years your laptop ago. needs an exorcism. 
Let's get to the people. They ain't heard enough of us talking. Let's All right, get to let's, the let's, let's get to the voices. Audio Let, let's get to the voices, shall we? Okay, fine. Well, Jason Kelsey, it was believed, right? Had this? Didn't Shefty say that he told his teammates that he was done? He was retiring. He's emotional at the end of that loss uh, to the Bucks, and so the the reports were that Jason Kelsey is done. He's walking away from football. Kelsey then went on his podcast with his brother, uh, you know Taylor's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the New Heights pod, and said that he hasn't announced anything yet. You know, Nick kind of gave me an opportunity to talk. I didn't announce what I was doing on purpose, despite, I guess, what's been leaked to the media. I just don't think you're in a position after a game like that to really make that decision. I just don't. There's too much emotion in the moment to really fully grasp that decision. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm really not. It's just something that I think when it's time to officially announce. You know what's happening in the future. It'll be done in a, in, in a way that's you know definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career I've had. You know, mm. I don't think that it would be respectful or even accurate to be able to do that right after a game like that. But I did address the team and pretty much said the same thing that I just said to you, which is you know I got belief in every single one of you guys. You know, cherish the moment you have in this league. A lot of guys like you know if that is your last game, I feel sorry for you. And I'm like you. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for me, motherfucker. No, he's made a lot of money, but so he basically but he's is gonna, retiring. But he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. He, oh, says, yeah. he says he's going to do it if he does it in the right way, giving yeah. paying homage to a lot of people, I'm sure, Harry Roseman, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. I understand what he's saying, but this is a guy who contemplated um, retirement last year. Right. And, you know, he. I think they decided to try and run it back, see if they can be like Bill, uh, like um, Jerome Bennett and Ben, come back and win it the next year. It didn't work out, and it, it got worse, right? And, you know, it's even more disappointing. That just tells you how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl and why when you get there you better win it because no guarantees is as Dan Marino that you'll ever get back again. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also a matter of accounting, too. Right, because they can't afford to keep all these guys. Right, right. You talk about you know Daniel, um, Brandon Graham, year fourteen, Fletcher Cox, year eleven, like diminishing. They've already they've already drafted the replacements at those two positions. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's time for them to draft the replacement at the off at the center it's spot. Good luck. If they can, I mean, R.I.P. the Tush Push, right? If he's gone, yeah, yeah, he's the whole. Well, the Tush Push might have died when Vita Vea pushed his ass back. <laughs> That was did you see, who was the one that though made the tackle around his neck and just pulled him back? Yeah, that, that was unbelievable. That yeah. play. All right, anyways, all right. So we'll wait for the official announcement from Kelsey, but it does seem pretty clear that that's what's going down. Um, all right. So the 49ers, who had the bye week, of course, uh, they will play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers of Green the Bay. The Packers of Green Bay. They will host them because the Packers upset the Dallas Cowboys. So Kyle Shanahan was probably thinking to himself, we're going to play the Cowboys, right? So when did you start preparing for the Packers, coach? We were already in here. So, you know, we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hitting up a couple of teams, but started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter. So I kind of did both at halftime. And then third quarter, I was set on one team. That's it. Second quarter, we're like, okay, we see where this is going. Well, the San Francisco 49ers said they're the ones who put the blueprint on how to kick the ass of uh, Philadelphia. So, you know, let's see if they, you know, Dallas, they, right. they kind of knew what, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, know, Dallas. They saw what they were doing. They're like, yeah, no. They're- well, they said they said Philadelphia, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, they have been the team to beat. So we'll see if they now will find their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, meanwhile, 
Detroit Lions, they win, so they will host yet another playoff game, Bart Scott, as they advance, and then they will host because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the team that advanced after beating the Eagles. What Should I go? Oh, yeah. Should I go there or should I go to Baltimore? Baltimore's Saturday, right? Right? Baltimore's a Saturday game? Yeah, uh uh-huh, 4.30. When is... Let me see this. Let's see if you can. Could you do both? I think you could do both. Let's Let see. Oh, hell yeah. Think about it. Let the game at go. Baltimore is 4 30. Mm-hmm. The game at Detroit, Sunday, 3 o'clock. Let him go. You could 100% Let go to Baltimore. I could fly from Baltimore. And then fly from Baltimore to Detroit s- Sunday night, it's only Saturday an hour night. It's an hour flight. Sunday, catch the game, fly back from Detroit to New York, do our show Monday. No, I'll take the day off. <laughs> You'd have too many good stories to tell. Oh, how about go. how about go to Mama's house? I go see Comrex. Yeah, do the show from Mama's house. Then I can hang with Barry and, and, and M. What do you think? You like that? That's 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 a thought. I I think it's okay if you did that. Yeah, that's a thought. Thought or you want to do this? Let me think. Let me All think. right, Let me I think think. it's doable. You can go to both games. Be our correspondent. Well, if you go to Detroit, though, make sure you dress warm to that game, right? Yeah, it's, yeah freeze, it's really freeze, cold freeze, in Detroit. It's a blizzard. So Todd Bowles, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, was asked a question in the uh, his press conference from a reporter who was very concerned about the Bucks handling the Detroit cold. Looking forward towards um, Detroit. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures you can get up to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? Oh boy. You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors. We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing. So she had to find, she had to be the, she had to, everybody had to be looking at her laughing. Like, That's you, poor you woman. let me, let me know that, let me, let me know that you just uh, this, helicoptered this, in for this, the playoffs. This poor woman. <laughs> I mean, this, she'll this, never this, live that down. This, they, they, they might put her on. Just hand in your hand in your tape recorder yeah. and notebook yeah. right now, my dear. Give me give me your damn credentials. I mean, you just. I mean that that that, that yeah, there's been me, some really yeah, bad questions yeah, yeah, asked. Give me your credentials. You, you, me, I mean, to, to not even like give know me, that the, the Lions play in a dome. Let me know that you helicoptered in. Do you think she though? Like it is what anybody goes through this. Like, oh, it's a in her head, team. She had her hand team. up. And it's her turn to ask questions. I'm gonna get him with this. Yeah, nobody's asking about the weather. They what are you amateurs? Nobody's asking about the weather. Let let me ask the question about the weather because you saw what happened in Buffalo. No one's asking about the weather. Did you see Kansas City? It was freezing in Kansas City. They're going to Detroit. Wait, let me look at my phone. Oh, it's 13 degrees. Let me ask a question, please. And then the question's asked, and you're just like, Yeah. Everybody just watched that. Give her some milk. Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody inter- interjected. Nobody said. You know nothing. what? I don't know. And Todd was funny because he knew she was messed up. He oh, could have yeah. stopped her before she kind of continued with the question. Oof, and he was, just he just let her like just walk that. the plank. And, and every reporter her. around her just sat there, there quietly, like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like nobody. Let, let me know you didn't watch the, the Lions game last week because you'd have known that they played indoors. That's true too. Like you didn't even watch. <laughs> they play. You didn't even watch the game He's last week. Oh, that was a rough one. <laughs> she just helicoptered in. Oh, that's yeah. And sometimes that happens now. Newspapers will send in like their metro reporter or somebody like just comes in. They don't really cover that kind of stuff. And then so 
Playoffs get outsiders. Which is why whenever I was like, you know, like you were sent as sort of a sideline person or a a, 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 a sidebar, like you really weren't there as the main reporter. You were just there. Listen. It's crazy. Don't it's, ask questions. It's not. It's just not, listen. It's not and, like it's in like Minnesota back in the day. They used to be the people, uh, purple people eaters. They they were outside and they moved into a dome. The Lions, ever since it's been in Detroit, has been a dome for fifty years. <laughs> the Pontiac Silver Dome. That's a tough one, man. That is that's a tough one. Um, so Gerard Mayo was introduced as head coach of the New England Patriots. He's sitting at the dais in New England next to Robert <laughs> Kraft, the owner, for like an hour. Mayo. <laughs> he looked like he made a lot of. Well, it's mail. funny you say that because uh, Robert Kraft apparently has his struggles pronouncing he's Kraft certain names. Sherman, Sherman, I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Well, we'll have to. No, it's all right. It's one of those black names. I help you with that. <laughs> Make it uncomfortable. <laughs> made it real uncomfortable, didn't it? Because you're in New England. It's you're in Boston. It, he says Sherrod is Gerard, right? It, well, was he talking about family members? He was introducing them. Right, I believe that's what that was. He was introducing his Shermont. son. Shermont. 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 I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Yeah, well, Swahili. We'll have to. No, it's all right. It's one of those black names. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. Which, yeah, yeah. you don't know how to speak about black men as being that you guys never had a black coach before. Well, they do now. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And whatever happens, oh. black, white, disabled person, I've always, even someone with disabilities, I always, you know, for the most part, people are like, you know, don't, you know, when they're young, they, they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. But what I would say is like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, people. black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem. I can, see, I can see this now in, in Boston. But, uh, what, what, do the, yeah, so why, why did any you people yeah, come yeah, over? Yeah. Yo, so you, you, <laughs> you heard, know that's come. You oh. heard Jalen Brown? Oh, should never gave a black guy. He don't know how to do nothing but play defense. <laughs> they good at hitting stuff and being violent. It's in their nature. Wipe out. <laughs> Can't hear you. But like you just you just open that up but, to some of these reporters and be yeah, like, see, but that's the thing, right? Why does the black guy get race questions? Because Boston's supposed to be a relate racist place, but while it's at his press conference, happiest day of his life. So if like a, if like when Quinn Snyder was announced as the head coach of the Hawks in Atlanta, yeah. they should have raised their hand like you know, has it feel to be a, you're a, you're a white, you're a a white, white coach, coach in a black city in Atlanta with a basketball team? Like, can you just can you relate? How are you going to work on relations? Yeah. With- how you gonna have? How, do you know Quavo? Uh, Jermaine Dupree, Usher, Ludacris, all the guys that's going to be talking about your team and trying to come out for, and do the yeah. halftime show. Yeah. Did you know? Do you know who Little Scrappy is? You're the is? first white head coach in at least three years. Like, is that? Are you? Are you feel like you're a pioneer? Wow! How about that? <laughs> have you heard of Magic City? Do you know what sweet lemon <laughs> pepper you, wings are? Have you ever had? How can you possibly know anything about this city if you've never had lemon pepper wings? Yes. Do you know what a BBL is? Have you ever felt the BBL? Have you ever? Do you understand the isosceles angle that it's supposed to be if it's a good BBL? <laughs> <laughs> oh, last we have time. Yeah, we, all right, quickly. Last but not least, because we had uh, a, a matchup of MVP candidates in the past two MVPs last night: oh, yeah. Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic in Philadelphia. And the Sixers ended up winning the game. Embiid went for forty, like ten zero run, like and, in the last two minutes. Yeah, it was went a, off. The, 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 the Sixers, when Embiid's playing, they're very good. When he's not, they're not very good. Embiid, though, once again dominated Jokic. Like he just owns him one on one. Everybody has a kryptonite, and it's amazing. So, but here's Embiid talking about 
him and Jokic and how these have the, been the last couple of MVPs. And so who's the best player in the league now between the two of you? It's funny because, you know, Twitter, they have a war going on between the Philly fans and Denver fans. And it's funny because, you know, both of us, it's just like, who cares? We just want to play basketball and win some games. And so, but I deserve it, you know, until, you know, you knock him down. You know, that's the best in the league. He's the finals MVP. So until someone else, you know, takes that away, then, you know, you can claim that. So, but then they get also leaving my son. I just got to get there. Uh, All due respect to Joel Embiid, Jokic is the best player in the league. He's Mm. the best player in the league. Subjective. He's the best player in the league. Subjective. With the impact that he has on winning, everything that he does. Shoots threes, a great passer, great uh, rebounder, great scorer, and a winner. He's the best player in the league. Everything you just said is correct. But everything you just said you can say the same thing about Joel Embiid, except, except, one for, the, thing. except for the passing. Except, except for also the championship. Never wins in the playoffs. Okay, but how long? What? Wasn't this an eight-year process? No matter. Jokic got to the promised land and won a ring. Yes, but just because and beat LeBron on the way. But I don't nobody care about LeBron. He did. His team ain't what they used to be. No matter. It ain't like he beat the the Miami to be the best. You got to be the best. Oh, so that means beat Golden State. But anyway. Because Golden State was the reigning champions last year, not um, the brick brick. But what I'm saying is the same thing. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it won't happen. And when it does happen, you'll be able to have that same conversation. So you have to understand. It's like Who's Matt, the it's, best in the league right now? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's the best player in the league. For as dominant He's played 25 as, games. For, for as, as dominant of a passer that Jokic is, mm-hmm. you can arguably say that um, – Joel Embiid is a more and equally as dominant defender. He is. So, to me, that balances out. So, then you go to the scoring. Same. Rebound. About the same. Right? So, he's the reigning MVP. He's not the reigning MVT, the most valuable team. It's a valuable player. And you can make the argument that Joel Embiid should have two. He should have won it back-to-back, not Jokic. You can make that argument. You can make the argument Jokic should have won three in a row. Right, right, because it's subjective. So who's the best player in the league right now? Joel Embiid. 800-919-3776. Thank you coming up with a segment. That is audio (laughs) files. Hater in the house. Mm, Always. Always. Hater sandwich. Mayo, why you side with the white dude? (laughs) Why you go with the dude from Cameroon? I mean... (laughs) Imagine, though, that'd be great, though. Introducing a white head coach somewhere... And it's just like they ask him questions about being white. All I hear is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Hey, bro, <laughs> just show me where magic, this magic city is. I'll tell you if it's magical or not. I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell me about BetMGM first? What? My first one, son. I thought they had pulled the, the endorsement. Wasn't going to get no more cheese on my taco. Ah, there's never been a better time for football fans to bet the big game with BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and get in on all the action for the for the biggest Sunday in the football season. Can't be in Vegas for the big game? The BetMGM app brings you the gridiron action you deserve and that you crave. With a variety of parlay selections, features, live betting options, and player props, the BetMGM app is your betting home for the big game. From spectacular catches to game-winning drives, BetMGM makes every play matter more than ever. Download the app today and discover why BetMGM is the first choice for the final kickoff. The big game is here, and the end zone excitement doesn't get any bigger than this. Get off the bench and get into the huddle with the king of sportsbooks, 
See BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. Gambling problem? Call one eight no call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY at four six seven three six nine er. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Welcome back to Barton Han. It's the greatest thing in the world, man. Get on the lines, 1-800-919-3776. Sorry I'm late. It's just like this new schedule is totally confusing. I swear I don't sound like that. <laughs> hey, it's 12 o'clock in the greatest city in the world. It is Barton Hot. I mean, come on. There's some pipes right there, baby. It's 12 o'clock in the greatest city in the world. I'm Alan Hahn. I'll be your MC for the day. What? Wait, wait. You all of a sudden, <laughs> what was that at the end there? <laughs> you made me Jamaican. <laughs> I'll be your MC for the day. What's his name? Uh, uh, who's the one that owned a Slurpee shop on the Simpsons? The Slurpee shop? Yeah. You mean the, the 7-Eleven? Yeah, the Apu. Quickie Mart. Yeah, the yeah, Quickie the, Mart. Yeah, yeah. Apu. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I'm I can't do his voice because I'll be, I'm very I'll be happy. canceled if I even I'm do it. Hank Azaria. I'm yeah. ha- very happy to be here. But no, that's, that's again, you went, you went Jamaican bobsled team there. Take the Jamaica, got a bobsled team. <laughs> And uh, Sebastian Maniscalco has a show, and he's coming to Madison Square Garden on Friday, September 20th, and Saturday, September 21st, ESPN New York has a chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com, or on the ESPN New York app, even Bart has it on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't even look at his phone. Yep. I just, I just. How many, how many missed text messages do you have right now? I don't know. Remember that I think I haven't done the update. No. So they, they slowed my phone down. They don't allow me to do anything. I do know, though, that you did see my text from the other day. Why? Because I put what? <laughs> Claire Huxtable. Damn straight. That's how, that's how we get it done. Still could get it. All I right. Miss, well, I, anyways. I thought I had gave up on her, but I saw her the other day. I said, she still get that work. <laughs> on the ESPN New York app, just scroll down to contest and submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. Dot com. Let's. Say, it's a can, Wednesday. Can, before we go there, can can we talk about Jeffrey Wright for just one second? Jeffrey Wright. So Jeffrey Wright is an actor, right? Yeah. Right there of the ball. Head. I do know who he is. The only dude I've ever seen play um, play Peoples and Shaft. You killed my brother, man. You killed my brother. Now you gonna have to kill me. He stabbed himself. He's Hispanic. Right. Then his dude played Martin Luther King. I'm like the range of this dude. That's pretty good. He played a Spanish guy. Then he played a like it ain't like Martin Luther King was like a little dark. Martin Luther King was like, like Margaret Freeman uh, nougat, uh, milk chocolate type of black. Okay, it ain't like he Will Smith or, or Barack Obama black. I could see a Spanish guy doing that. Sure, yeah. his his range is unbelievable, man. He's one of the most underrated actors in the history of the Academy. Of the Academy, which Academy? Well, the Grammys and all that stuff they put. The Grammys, there. Oscars. I'm sorry, the Oscars. <laughs> that Academy, the Oscars. <laughs> No, but but he do the Grammys too because the University of the United States. Well, well, he do the Tony. He do the Tonys too because he's been on Broadway. Okay, at least you got that one. You nailed the Tonys. Yeah, yeah. I always mix the Grammys and Oscars. Yeah, as I was saying, one of the most amazing actors of our generation. Because it's a Wednesday, I think today's a great day. Full buffet, final hour. Mm. Bart Stradamus also making an appearance in the final hour. Let's just do that because we've had a lot of different topics. The Knicks, what they should do at the trade deadline. Joel Who's Embiid. the best player in the NBA Joel, right now? Joel Embiid. Barton, no, it's not. It's Nikola Jokic. Joel Embiid. Bart and I are arguing that. Who could be an MVP winner this year, though? It might not be either one of those guys. 
I got a name for you. Anthony Edwards. You got that. You got Daryl Strawberry and, and, and Dwight Gooden getting their numbers retired. Same we time? have the dates for it. No, no, one in April, one in June. No, but I'm saying the same year. In the same year, yeah. They, I guess they are that linked, going on they're linked with each other. The Knicks play tonight. What the Knicks should do, trade deadline, all that other stuff, what's happening there. Uh, and then Brian Dable and the Giants. Like, you have all, you heard Mike Tannenbaum. You have all these brand name coaches suddenly out there, and you're the Jets and the Giants, and you're like, we're all set. Are you sure? All right, hour number two, hour number three coming up. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, ninety-eight-seven, ESPN. Bart, give me a little Samwell, please. Damn! Come on. Wrote this in five-part harmony, man. Friends, go see Dr. J. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time for you to reclaim your active lifestyle. You say, Bart, how do I do that? I'll tell you. You go to Dr. J. Shaw right now and um, book an appointment at sandwellpain.com. Dr. Shaw you know, treats neck, joint, back, sciatica, nerve pain. Dr. Shaw also is a migraine and headache specialist. Understand you got some of that stress going on. You got these migraines. Go see Dr. J. Shaw. He can fix that too. Procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. J. Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy a pain-free life. Same day or next day appointments are available. Go to sandwellpain.com to put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. J. Shaw and go to sandwellpain.com now to regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Sandwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit sandwellpain.com. You'll wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most major ins- uh, insurances are accepted. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The Jets have got to win next season. Otherwise, people are going to lose their jobs. Having a healthy Aaron Rodgers would certainly help. But earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Rodgers next season has a lot to lose. The problem is he thinks he can win anywhere with anybody. Like he, he's that, and which is kind of a great thing that he's that confident in his abilities. The problem is what's going to happen. See, right now there's the unknown and the unknown is always very attractive. But if this thing falls off the rails at all, and the Jets start out 2-4, and four, and Rodgers does not play all pro-level football, this love affair is going to be gone like that. He's going to be hated here in New York. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. During tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here at 98.7 FM. Great Scott! Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.